I moved in closer just for you. For Liam last week, it was Love at First Sight, but Sugar Babes is still his series winner. For Scott, he once again had the choice between Kylie and Kylie, but can't get you out of my head, came out on top once again. So welcome to the Naughtiest Naughty. This is a podcast with myself, Liam and Scott. We are going through... 10 years of pop music. Well, pop meaning popular. We're still kind of working that out, but even two and a half years in, because we are from today, this is the two and a half year mark. Ooh. We're a quarter of the way through the journey now, officially, wow, once this is yeah. done. Creepy. Yeah. So we're, 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 we're still really enjoying it. We're still uh, finding time to do it, just about. We'll get more into that very shortly. But so many big anthems. 2002 has served us very well so far. That's where we are right now. And uh, we'll finish off June 2002 today so mentioned there we're, we're kind of uh we're, we're, we're fitting it in just about aren't we but we are today uh for a few weeks gonna take a bit of a break listen to your phoebe voice i've got uh some kind of cold it's not covid i tested last night i really hope it stays it's just a cold and goes soon but yes basically we want some some time off but also, we're both working loads. You're launching a bloody radio station. You're going to uh-huh. you're going to one of the most things I'm most jealous of in the world in a few weeks' time. Going to Creamfields. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so yes, forgive us for a few weeks while we kind of catch up on some stuff, uh, do a bit of stuff in the background, and we will join you again in September. How does that sound? Halfway point of this episode. Mental. That has like yeah. flown through as well. It really, really has. And we've got a good week for it as well this week. But yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah a couple okay. of weeks. Maybe, yeah. Uh-huh. Hopefully, it gives those who are a bit behind a chance to catch up because I know there's loads of people who've loved the show from the very beginning who've just yep. ever since caught up with them life-wise you know we're all going back to work now sort of thing so maybe the time to listen to us is, has shrunk hopefully it gives you a chance to uh, to catch up if you listen to this yeah. now you probably are up to date but I'm going to put a thing on social yes. just saying like go on I don't think anybody that I know is actually in a good place and I mean like immediate life wider life mm. and I think that this could actually help a little bit because whenever so whenever we do clubland stuff I'm like oh I love this this throws me right back plus I've just been to Ireland last week mm. um, which every time I go to Ireland it makes me just completely panic about what if I hadn't moved to England what would my opinions be oh, yeah. what would I be listening to would I be alive kind of a thing so it's it's like a, a very odd one but yeah I think that this could be like a little bit of therapy that people need mm. if they need to catch up um, because yeah is anyone in a good place let us know <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't, don't make us jealous. Don't make us jealous. Yeah, don't make us jealous, maybe. No. Yeah. Should we get into some uh, comments from last week then? I think we should. We've had a shout from Kinsaleo who says that some great songs this week. Elvis, a little less conversation wins it for me, though. Uh, I'm similar to Scott. I find it incredibly annoying at the time. It was everywhere, wasn't it? And it's only recently that I love it. Mm. Love Puddle of Mud, Blurry, and Kylie Love at First Sight as well. Happily forgot about Scooter, the logical song. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> yep. Obi Moo says, sorry, but my winner is Elvis. The horns, the riff, the energy gets me every time some of the teens I did youth work with the, did their work experience with me in local schools and we use this song in one of our lessons so it's, it will always be important to me for that reason too mm. I love when people have connections yeah, and stuff like that yeah, yeah, if yeah. I had a connection like that to it I think I would love it a bit more mm. whereas you know if you think about uh, Oliver Cheatham in room 5 make oh, up yeah. because of that Lynx advert and the Saturday Night Takeaway mm. I just love that 
song more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I needed Obi Moo's kind of a, a, an approach. Yeah, it's a shame. No, I, I think my memory of it is just be hearing it in the car all the time, hearing it everywhere, but no real attachment for any particular reason. No. Uh, one from Pigadisc who says, "Love Get Over You" by Sophie Ellis Bexter. Move this mountain's okay, but it's very much better as an album track and fits in reading my lips better than uh, better than as a single. Win for me is Love at First Sight. It's my one of my favourite Kylie tracks, if not my favourite Naughty's yeah. Kylie track, yes. Mm. Uh, it's simple yet catchy, lovingly positive and just easier on the ears. Yeah, that, it is mm-hmm. easier on the ears isn't it, than, than, than Can't Get In My Head, which is a, yes. a bit more of a kind of like, you can appreciate it, but maybe I think we all kind of enjoy Kylie tracks more than that one, but even if they're not as significant or important but anyway uh, one from Mark from Glasgow he says oh I remember being in the car he ran these on the top 40 absolute classics from Kylie Minogue both double A sides I guess he uh, refers to the Blue Monday remix as yep. well which is interesting um, were outstanding and both in my top three <gasps> singles of the 2000s mm-hmm. so Mark let us know does that mean that Kylie uh, Love at First Sight is now like your winner possibly or was it uh, is that taking like positions two and three we'd love to hear from you mm-hmm. that'd be good player pods right it's been on and says oh lordy be good and bad to see puddle of mud really <laughs> cringe looking back on the like of them as a teen always find myself going back to elvis versus jxl for a good upbeat get going tune and would probably be episode winner for me do like love at first sight but not my favorite kylie and speaking of cringe have to talk about scooter the kings of the Ryman dictionary yeah, yeah. Respect to the man in the ice cream van. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. You can't argue, can you? No. Nah. So today is the last episode for a little while. So enjoy it while you can. As June two thousand and two draws to a close, Oasis and Christina Milian are back, and there's a hello goodbye from the calling. And things are getting sweaty. Mystique are basking in the American sun. Kelly Loren is raving away, and Nelly's been fiddling with the thermometer with a bit of a motive. But first. So this is the week of June 23rd, 2002. Number one is still Elvis and JXL, as it is for the rest of the month, but we'll get something new, I think, next week. Spoiler alert, it's back to Pop Idol again, but hey-ho. Uh, number two this week is a band who are very familiar with number ones, but maybe aren't used to having uh, this kind of uh, backseat, especially to like this kind of big, big commercial pop song. This is Oasis with a single from their new album, Heathen Chemistry, and it's called Stop Crying Your Heart Out. This is the follow-up to Hindu Times. It's the second single from the album. You've got Liam as lead vocalist, Noel on backing, and if memory serves me correctly, I think Noel actually wrote it. Yeah. Did he write it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, nice piano mm. to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, although, weirdly enough, I saw some critics uh, really slagging the piano. Lyrically, I find it interesting, mm. really. Um, weirdly enough, when I was listening to it, it kind of really slowed my brain down, yeah. which was quite u- probably quite useful today because I've had quite a hyper few days Mm. Um, and it was really strange to see Oasis being the one that pulled me down I still don't know what this is is this positive is it depressing is it gaslighty Mm. is it brilliant is it rubbish I, I don't know when I listen to this what this is to me it's it's just like it's a it's a bucket of cold water to the face isn't it the the message of this is kind of like oh just get over it 
which is not the ki- the right kind of message to send out. It's 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 in slightly gentler form than that. But generally speaking, if we kind of simplify it and distill it as much as as they have, it is just a bucket of cold water. Just kind of like yeah, oh, move on. See, I think right, and this is this is why I worry when I'm in Northern Ireland because actually. One of my mates who I was seeing the other day just said something. I think I was just whinging about something and it was, he just said something and it was pretty much buck up. Mm. And uh, I was like, actually, yeah, this is something I can buck up about. Whereas if I had said it to somebody over here, I would have procrastinated about this thing and thought about it and analysed every little bit of it. And really, it's not something that would be coming back and haunting me in five years time. Oh, you didn't deal with that one. You know what I mean? I just had to like buck up and get over it. And he didn't say buck up. He just said something. And I was like, yeah, that was our attitude towards mm. things and really so my attitude would have been that to everything which is wrong whereas now my attitude's probably like discuss every little bit and explore every little thing in every avenue whereas actually really explore the things you need to explore don't bury anything but buck up sometimes yeah you know really and so i think there's a kind of a place for the messages in this song but then when you see the music video if you see the explicit e kind of music video it's not really right mm. it's a bit odd but yeah some things from the song i've realized i can buck up a bit more about things just yeah what we used to we used to jokingly say oh build a bridge and get over it yeah yeah exactly it's it's hard in that moment to know what what's worthy of a buck up and what's actually worth exploring isn't it when you that's the hard part you get you get you go you fall down the avenue of exploring it maybe it is simpler if you just book up but actually you don't know because you've you've gone down that path now, it's too late to turn back. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I could have a day where I don't get, I toss and turn all night, I get up, I stand on some Lego, I can't find my toothbrush because my little boy's been drawing on the wall with toothpaste or something. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, my, my, I get down the stairs and by the time I'm leaving, it's like, oh. Like even yeah. this morning, I drove off and was like, I haven't got the cable for my phone. I'm going to have to go back. I need my cable. Mm. So I came back and was like, weirdly, I would usually be really grumpy about the fact that I'd driven 400 metres and had to turn around in a lay-by. And <laughs> but today I just went like, just get over it. Yeah. And then I've actually just got over it. And yeah. I probably don't tell myself that enough. But yeah, it's hard to pick the ones and to identify the ones to build a bridge and get over. I know, it, like, I guess sometimes you make mountains out of molehills and you like you let things stack up because you've started on a bad note and you're in a bad Aye. bad frame of mind. Everything sets you off, even things yes. that shouldn't set you off. But maybe because you're in that place, you inadvertently cause things that only make the things worse. It's just like, <laughs> that's been my life at the minute. I'm working I'm working a lot of hours. But, but, I'm, I, but again, I, 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 in some ways, I need to tell myself to buck up because obviously there's worse jobs to have. I work in quite a cushy, like, you know, BBC job. Like today, on Wednesday, we've got a footballer coming in to chat to us and tomorrow oh, the Newcastle manager's right. coming in. So mm-hmm. it's like, as much as I whinge about having long hours and stuff, like, could be a lot worse, couldn't it? It could be a hell of a lot worse. And if I threw this away, you know, if I, if I, I chucked the towel in, like... That would be not that not that I'm thinking of doing that, but you know, if if I was not in the if I was in a worse place than I am now, and I did chuck it in, all the stuff I'd miss out on. So I yeah, there's there's, there's definitely a fine line between book up and uh, examine and thoroughly uh, you know decipher what's going on. But yeah, I I get that, and I think but to go to the song, I think the the Oasis sound of the last few years, certainly during our time doing the podcast and and other songs between that that we haven't covered, it's been fussy. I think the, the Oasis sound has got very fussy. They've got this very big opinion of themselves, and why not? They've got a discography that kind of backs it up. The first couple of albums are like seen as British classics, but the, the you know the, the last few maybe aren't seen with such a, a great uh, opinion. Mm-hmm. And this is a, this is a really distilled and simplified return to glory kind of track for Oasis. I can't hype it too much, and I don't I don't, I don't necessarily like it that much. But if you're if you're a, a, an Oasis fan of old. This has to be something more of a return to what you enjoyed. Yeah, I think this is why I connect with this 
much more than you would expect. Hindu times, it didn't really connect as much with. Whereas this, it obviously, I think it, this just throws anybody that's old school Oasis back to don't look back in anger. I always get them mixed up. Oh, do I you? Get them mixed up. All oh, yeah. right, okay. But don't look back in anger's way better. Yeah, but I always get the two mixed up. Just I, I always think this is actually earlier in their career. I always associate this as being part of those first couple of albums. Yeah, which is a sign of the quality. I think, even if I'm again not not a bigger fan. Yeah, I think I think that what I like about some older stuff is it's not instructional. It's a story, a bit like you know, like Ed Sheeran mm. was very good at his stories in the very early stages. Um, of his career and I feel like that this one this is an instruction and this is why I was worried because I'm thinking is this just saying you don't need to be depressed just crack on with your life just move on mm. um, and I'm like well it doesn't really work like that you know no. you can't necessarily control your brain to that extent but but maybe they're, they're at that part of fame now they're at that part of grandiose where they feel that they can give instructions because they've got a platform and people listen to yeah, them but aye. maybe it's not always the best advice no, our uh, you know we have a platform and for like three people. So refer yourself if you need to refer yourself. Yeah, you know look look for triggers. Yeah, you know analyze your mood. Uh, don't listen to our instructions and what we think you should do. Listen to medical professionals. Yeah, you know just mm. think think about it. As much as we say refer yourself, have a look and see if that's the right option for you. Yes, uh-huh. don't and even don't even listen to what we just said there. Just you know you're you're a free spirit. Just listen like. to songs, man. Yeah, not um, stop crying your heart out. So around this sort of era, there's a, there's a big, there's a big Oasis and Robbie Williams battle. You know, oh, God, they, they were friends at one point, then they became kind of sworn enemies, and it became a whole thing. I'm sure I've said before that Oasis songs have sounded like. Oh, so I've, I've said before that Robbie sounds sounded a bit like Oasis. This to me sounds like Robbie Williams strong. There is bits that do sound very similar. How did they? How did that happen? That they became friends? You know what I mean? That mm. makes no sense. Well, Robbie kind of fell out of the take that thing, didn't he? And he became a bit more like the sort Aye. of Jack the Lad that we know now. And I think yeah, that's just kind of the, for a day. That's the circle he found himself. I in. just don't understand how the conversations came about. You know what I mean? I think I think maybe the problem being is I have Oasis now in my head, branded as Eyeball Paul in my head. <laughs> and also I do find that the more I look at Oasis as a kind of a, a, a post-90s brand, I see the Kevin and Perry sketch mm-hmm. where they come back from Manchester uh, or Perry comes back from Manchester. And I think that like, actually, yeah, Oasis, everything's a bit strange with them. In the music video, when we were watching it, there's like a, he's looking down the camera, the camera moves and stuff, and he chews some chewing gum. And I'm like, it's so, what's the word, contrived, mm. really, by this point. And actually, it's a bit like in 1996, someone went, oh, you are really good, and the reason why people like you are this, do more of this. Yeah. And then they did so much of it that they just became that, and they lost any real naturalness, any authenticity. Like and the, big, it's already like the inauthentic. Big Bang Theory or all of those kind of sitcoms where it starts off and it just, they just become caricatures of themselves because yeah. they've been, that's the notes they've been given. Just like, we enjoy you doing that, you keep doing that. Yeah. But the more you keep doing that, the more you lose sight of what growth needs yeah. to be there. Yeah, and mm. I feel like that, I feel like I understand that that happens and I expect it to happen with certain things, but with Oasis, 
you really don't expect that because they I feel like they'd be the first to call that out in somebody else oh big time really yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's a bit hypocritical but mm. generally yeah mm, yeah I, I do connect with this song I would I can see why I would connect more with it than what you would because if it does sound like the mid 90s era of Oasis then I can see why mm. it's given me some sort of a glow yeah. Um, but yeah and I was looking forward to playing it actually until I started listening to the lyrics again and really thinking about what they meant so mm. yeah but Tonally, fine, mm. piano, nice. Lyrically, it is interesting, yet did manage to chill my brain out for a bit, so there's some magic power behind it, really. The song has taken a new life, because last year it was brought back as a charity single, which is we don't see very much of these days. The charity single's not as much of a, a big thing as it, oh, yeah. it used to be. But this got number seven in the UK. They've rated the Radio 2 All-Stars. Oh, yeah. that we'll recognise Brian Adams share uh, because it was produced by uh, Brian Rowland and Mark Taylor who produced Believe and other share stuff so mm-hmm. they brought on board uh, Mel C was on it Kylie Robbie Williams James Morrison uh, and it's some new names too Ella Eyre Ava Max Yola KSI sings in it which is a bit strange but yeah this um, obviously Oasis fans there's a, a Reddit thread about this and they um, don't like it particularly I'll just I'll leave it at that without getting too impolite and and, and 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 again I'm not a big fan either it was it was a kind of a thing during Covid you know it was, a, it was all recorded and filmed and, uh, and, and sent from the celebrities individual homes and mixed together for a big thing and it's one of those things you just don't need didn't, yeah. didn't need this in 2020. I like, didn't need, didn't need the whole um, imagine all the people thing the celebrities did. Didn't need, don't, don't need this stuff. Celebrities need to keep their neck out. Like nowhere to put it. Like if they're going to make a really important change and spread an important message, or like you know share some information that people need to hear from a person of influence, don't just do Oasis covers and think that you're amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I. Like we don't need that. No, we don't nah. need that at all. I think. What did Oasis think of it? Did they say? I, I I don't know, but I can't imagine it would be. In... Is this a sneaky thing where you think Oasis own everything and actually this is completely out of their control? Poss- yeah, mm. possibly. Well, th- that's the thing. Would they have signed this off if they knew? Yeah, mm. I don't know. They had. The, I'm sure they had their own label at this point. So, uh, but I, again, I don't know who's pu- publishing rights and stuff. But yeah, I can't imagine they would have approved terribly, and it's 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 really not good. No. Right, this is something I've been looking forward to, but only in the last few weeks when I was kind of like <laughs> um, looking through my prep and stuff and like seeing what was coming up, had a bit of a flick through some things and then heard this and the first few notes come on. I go, oh my God, this is why I like doing this podcast because it, it reminds me of things I totally forgot about. I thought we were going to go from AM to PM to the Joe Budden thing and then to Dip It Low. I, there, was, there was this entire Christina Milianne song that we that I, I just forgot about. Yeah, okay. But it's back in my life. I love that you know that the Joe Budden thing existed. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I was looking to see what else she's been doing, and I know there's a few other things in there as well. She she, she has more of a career than I thought she had, and it's for things like this as well that I can't believe I forgot about. It, it left my life for, what, 20 years, but now that it's back, it is here to stay, and if you look through my Spotify stats, it's probably my top track. Wow, class. So, this has gone from, what's that Christina Milian track to, oh shit, Liam's got decisions to make today. 
Mm. Like, actually, genuinely. We'll see how the conversation unfolds. Maybe you can talk me out of it. This is Christina Millian and When You Look At Me. Tell me, who do you think you see? You're standing in your corner looking out on me. You think I'm so predictable. Tell me, who do you think I am? Looks can be deceiving. Better guess again. Tell me what you see when you look at me. So it is the follow-up to AM to PM that we've done off the debut album Kristen and Millian. Um, and I do have it down as an intro juice. Mm-hmm. A lot of gu- like an intro juicy guitar at the start. Yeah. I love yeah. that you'd kind of forgotten what it was. So did, when you saw the title of it, did you remember or did you have to press play? I had to press play. All oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah, but as soon as I pressed play first few notes, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I think that with this one, um, it's not one that I remember every single word to, but I know all the back and singer bits, which is obviously mm. what that's a sign of a successful song if you can sing the back and singer bits. Yeah. Actually, I remember years ago interviewing someone who's a really significant backing singer. She, I think she might have had a story out on Netflix, like a Netflix documentary was made about the the uh, the history of the backing singer. Mm. And they went, you know, we are the stars. We are the bits that you sing. You don't yeah. always sing the famous person's bit you do all of the back and singer stuff was her name Jill Jill or Judith or something but I interviewed her years ago um, and had a really good chat with her on a music station about that mm. I like the story in it lyrically yeah um, I think that it's really easy listening and then as I was listening to it I forgot that the pre-chorus comes in and then I really like the grungy <laughs> pop pre-chorus yeah. I could cook yeah yeah it was could really good girl, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could be the one on Enjoy the chorus. Yeah. I like that it shows her off as being very talented again. Yeah. So I'm kind of happy with that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I I got into a good place with this. It made me glow a little bit when I started listening to it. And I always, I really liked Christina Milian. And I remember being like, oh my God, when I saw Dip It Low. Mm. But up until that point, I'd still really liked her. So Dip It Low wasn't like a a converting perverted moment. I liked her before that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, So good. Well, well covered there. Um, yeah, I've listened to this way more than the standard amount of time I'd normally set aside for prep. Normally things get a couple of plays. If I'm coming across here, maybe give them one more blast just to get some more notes. Mm-hmm. This one has been non-stop uh, for the last few weeks, pretty much every day, uh, at least once, Ooh, cool. maybe a few times. It's kind of like partially classic electro pop of this era, but it also has really grungy, dirty, like squelchy elements that I really enjoy. Like you said, the pre-course has the... <laughs> But it's kind of like more like a like a mixture of those two things. I can't make that noise in my mouth. So I can't <laughs> imagine what those two things would sound like together. So she has the kind of grungy bits in it, and there's also like the there's a lot of different looks in this. There's like three or four different looks she has going on here mm-hmm. that kind of cuts between. But the whole first section of the song, she's in this kind of like long corridor. It starts off with a bunch of guys all playing guitar, which sets a, a particular scene. Yeah, you know where it's going to go for that first bit. She comes out, she's kind of dressed kind of pop punk. She's got like ruffled hair, like it's, a, it's in a bun at the back, looking all ruffled. She's got like a stance that's kind of a bit like, yeah, I'm pretty cool. And um, I'm fascinated by that. Later in the video, she's... So we've had the cheese grater videos. We've had the washing machine videos. Now we've got the jeans pocket videos. She's ah. just in a pair of jeans. Like she's in a room, which is a pair of jeans. <laughs> Incredible. There's, a, there's also another bit, which is like an orange and white sort of room, arrows pointing, which is very Khalees trick me. Yes. And actually, when you listen to the song and put them side by side, a lot of it is the same song as well. 
Like there's that same kind of bum 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 guitar sort of thing going on. Yeah, there is. Yeah, put them side by side. Kalise, you've got some things to answer to here. But the, if you're going to copy off anything, not that I'm saying Chaz, but you know, there's definitely similarities. If you're going to copy off anything, I'm, I'm I'm pleased that you'd copy off this because I think it's grand. I really do. And it's not got this, you know, the cultural significance of sugar babes, and it hasn't got the, you know, the uh, the the staying factor and the kind of the historical impact that Kylie has. But as a pop tune, which has quirks and has identity and personality, and a, a, a really really bizarre, funny, inadvertently uh, second verse, it's it's grand. Have you watched the film? That she's in at the moment that's like I constantly saw, in the top ten on Netflix. I saw Netflix. a clip of her singing something. Um, she's singing I Will Survive. Was yes. yes. I so, saw a clip of that, yeah. Um, I can't remember what the film's called and I watched it last week. Um, and I don't remember full names anyway. But the, the gist of the film is that she... Uh, I, mean, I can't even remember what happens. Um, yeah, so I think she thinks she's going to marry this dude. He breaks up with her before they even get married. She Her life then, she really suffers badly from this. He he moves somewhere, or he won't. He, she wants to do music in America. He wants to go somewhere else, and mm. so it's not going to happen. So he breaks up with her pretty much. She then loses her her mind, really struggles. A record deal that she was on, she was on some dude's album, and then he goes political and smashes the only copy of the album in front of his mm. release audience. So her moment's gone. Um, just ends decides to go to like a, an island. Pretty much bumps into a guy in the island, thinks he's hot. Turns out that it's her ex-boyfriend's brother who she's never met because he was in the army or whatever. Mm. And then she's on that island, employed to be a wedding singer, and is going to have to sing at the ex's wedding. Um, so it's just like it's it's exactly you know you know exactly what's going to happen in this film. So it's just watching Christine Milian mm. get it there really. Um, but I did say I said to my wife, why, why do people not remember her? Yeah, and trying to not be mean, the. The answer really was she's not significant or memorable enough and she doesn't stand out enough, but she's very, very good. And I think what we know about Christina so far is actually if somebody that listens to this podcast who said, tell us about Christina Milian, they might go, oh, she signed J-Lo's vocals for her. Mm, she you know, wrote that song as well. She yeah. wrote that song. So actually you might still think of her as a songwriter or an actor or something at this point, as opposed to an actual pop star. So yeah. my question is, do you think this is missing something? Do you think this is missing some sort of like star quality? I can't believe I'm Louis Walsh. Um, <laughs> but I feel like there's something missing from this track and I don't know exactly what it is. I, I don't I don't think so, but I, but I'm I'm blindsided by it, so you know I, I I'm not not thinking straight because it has a, it has a weird hold over me. I think this song does. Could you give it to somebody else and it would be better? Hmm. I don't know. I've been thinking about Christina and her kind of like lack of star quality, or, or I think she has star quality. But I do too. I, I you know clearly the world has disagreed because she's not like this wasn't released in America. Oh, was it wasn't. No, no. Oh, it was well. it was a number three here, which is really really oh, good. Really good. But it wasn't released in America. And she didn't have much success in America, really. Like her her pop career was very short lived. Um, she did lots of bits and bobs, but she she was never the star she deserved to be. I don't think. No. Like it's a shame she wasn't anywhere near the kind of heights of like a Britney or a Pink. I think she should have been up there. Yeah. And I think so. My next point here really is well. So there is a thing where sometimes whenever I listen to the song, I think this could have been the pilot of a song where someone sings it and then they bring in, you know, the way like, so people can buy tracks, like Kylie comes in and takes a track and yeah. doesn't always write them. This could have been, Christina sang it, someone came in and then it just didn't suit Khalees because obviously it wasn't 
cool enough or something. Like so a shanty a few weeks ago. Yeah, and then Joe. yeah, and then actually they've just gone. Well, Christina, you sound really good in this. Why don't you just release it as your own mm. single? Um, so it's missing some stuff that I can't put my finger on, and that's why I've questioned star quality because then actually what happens is when Dip It Low gets here, everything this is missing is piled into Dip It Low. Yeah, and she she plays the exact persona that I want to see. I bet she with does. her mm. ignore the oil and having her spit, spun around <laughs> and stuff she has a charisma beyond the perverted side of things she yeah. has a charisma she's got an atmosphere around her uh, we're in a bit of a different place with it as well but there's a bit more play vocally from her as well and you know she she plays the whole range of sexy birds. There's no, she doesn't do anything sexy with this she just sings the song yeah she's she's telling the story here yeah. like it's you know she's she's Laying out a scenario here, but yeah, I, yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it demands to be sexy, really, because the, oh, no. the, the the whole song kind of goes against that kind of like you know facetious uh, surface stuff, yeah. doesn't it? Like it's you know, by judgment, isn't yeah, it? it's judgment. And um, l- let let's get into it because there's a whole section that we need to talk about because the, <laughs> the the second verse is remarkable. Go on, let's get into it now. So the the whole the whole thing of the song being never judge a book by its cover. You know, she she talks about not wanting. Cash, cars, diamond rings. She's a pop star. I'm sure she likes a bit of that, though. Like, I'm, you know, she's not shopping in Aldi. Diamonds, what if somebody chops off your finger because they're robbing you? Yeah. Like, don't don't wear things like that. Mm. I'm like, I'd be a nervous, rich person. Yeah, I know. Uh, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so, so that's kind of the the, the the message of the song. But then the second verse kind of takes a different approach of the never judge a book by its cover thing. You know, the first verse being kind of about her and her what people perceive that she wants, kind of like J Lo and Love Don't Cost a Thing. It's that same sort of thing. The second verse uh, is essentially the story of somebody... Well, I'll, I'll just read the lyrics and we'll go from there. You look at your neighbour thinking, what a guy, because he's got a nine to five, and I bet that you don't realise he stalks you while you sleep at night. But you're scared of the homeless guy, think he's going to want to start a fight, never judge a book by its cover. And um, as Can't Stop the Pop have said, if it's an autobiographical account of something that happened to Christina Milian, then it's dealt with flippantly. If it's fictionalised, then we have to digest the fact that a total of five people sat around a table and conceptualised such a scenario. Um, it's a brilliantly bonkers pop moment that never fails to make us grin. If we could, we'd award When You Look At Me and Ivan Novello for the second verse alone. And I'm with them. Yeah, I think it's good. It's such a weird pop, pop moment. You know, pop. I think pop music's always... It's so right. Well, it is, yeah, and it's, it, it, I think pop music is so sanitised some, sometimes, you know, the, the the lines are, you know, very inane at best, whereas this is balls out mental in terms of just, like, things you just don't hear in pop songs normally. Yeah. Contrasted with like, this other message in there as well, and um, a, a, a really enjoyable kind of tone that she takes, I don't know, It again, it's not it's not preachy, but it's just kind of like, well, just, you know, think about this, keep this in mind. Yeah. I like it very much, yeah. I think what I I enjoy it sonically. I, th- I think that the there's some brave choices here, and it's Bloodshine of on to you know partially became Galantis and did AM to PM the last one, and they do a lot of interesting you know music choices, and and this is full of them. So uh, it's hooky. It is really it's just, hooky. It's yeah. just really really hooky. Yeah, I like it. Ooh, well, I've got a lot of things to do. If you enjoy the weirdly heavy bits of this, like I do, someone's done a mashup with this and Papa Roach, Last Resort, <laughs> on YouTube. Um, do go and check it out. It, we- it works weirdly well, although I think, and there's, there's some comments that agree, that her vocals are too low in the mix. If her vocals had come up in the mix a bit more, it'd be a more complete package. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as an experiment, it does work remarkably well. So fair play to Christina for bringing some grunge and some darkness into yeah. pop music, because... Uh, I, I can't get enough of it. I really can't. Right, this is number four for Nelly. 
Uh, it's a number four, but it went on to become one of the biggest songs of the entire decade, just in terms of like performance across the year. It was a Billboard number one in America, third biggest song of the year in America, and the 36th biggest of the decade. So we're talking about a track that is enormous. Bony number four in the UK. Mm, it's a shame. This is Nelly and Hot in Here. Nelly track we covered with Ride With Me uh, and this is off the old Nellyville 150 million on YouTube mm-hmm. um, this was a huge floor filler in my day yeah. like you know it's not it's not a ravey track or anything but people went and danced to this mm-hmm. and everybody you know the, the girls waited to mouth the girls but the guys kind of mm-hmm. thought they were a bit Nelly and weirdly enough whenever I saw this coming I was like oh is this gonna is this gonna have aged badly and then when I went through it it all seems really consensual and it's just like yeah. kind of like a really expressive like joyful piece of like let's have some sex yeah. you know what i mean yeah um it's one of those where if you're at the bar get a drink and you hear that boom 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 yes boom 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 nelly's on yeah it's one of those isn't it it's like yeah it's I, it's one of those ones that i, I, I miss I, I feel like i missed out on not having that moment yeah I, it's, it's so funny of, i feel jealous of those who got to have that moment of like hearing it come on yeah and go, oh shit i can smell it i don't know why i can smell it <laughs> but i can i can that scenario you said about being at the bar and it coming on i can smell the drink and i can feel the glass that I'm grabbing and trying to like hide from the dance floor when mm. I'm trying to get on the dance floor and pretend they don't have a drink. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's a very very thick tumbler. You know mm. uh, how strange that's there. What's but. in the glass? I don't know because what doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense is actually I'm smelling reef. That's what I can mm. smell. So we have a alcohol pop in I don't know if it still exists in Northern Ireland called reef, which was just like like a it was practically alcoholic orange juice, so it wasn't nice. fizzy. Um, and we used to do at this place where we'd go because this is bad didn't want to have glasses in our hand in case we like could pull didn't want to have to put a glass down or lose the momentum we did a shot of chartreuse which tasted like soil but it was very strong and minging Um, and it was always available at the bar because we were the only ones that would order it each week Um, and you would do a shot of chartreuse and then you would down a bottle of reef with a straw in it Mm. so stropedo yeah stropedo um, and then you never had a drink in your hand and you didn't need to go back for like 20 minutes Mm. really um, so yeah, but I can smell the reef. I don't understand where the bottle. If 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 I had a glass, it'll have probably been like a double vodka and coke or something. Mm. I think. Grim. Um, this track was made after Nellyville had already been turned in. It had Ooh. already been submitted. This and Dilemma both came after wow. they handed in the, the album. That hits number one. Yeah. So imagine if uh, imagine if they just left it. But I think they, they, they'd been talking and they just said, "There's something missing here. There's just something." that we can slip in here that would just mm-hmm. make it even better and this came from the Neptunes who produced Nelly's last track with NSYNC Girlfriend that's why I like it and the Neptunes you know amazing um, it's Pharrell who brought that sample in from uh, Chuck Brown Bustin' Loose which is referenced in the lyrics of the song later on and, it, and, and again it, well, the Neptunes inspired across these next few decades in terms of some of the stuff they turn out yeah uh, yeah. I, I just can't imagine life without this you know what I mean like I, this feels like such a culturally significant song imagine if this didn't didn't see the light of day I just yeah I have I've had so many good nights to this song 
I can't obviously from the chartreuse and the reef. I can't really remember them. I just know that they yeah. existed. I hate not knowing what I did. Um, yeah, but five, yeah. yeah, I um, I didn't think I was going to be too grateful for this one because Nelly's still a, a question mark in my head. But yeah, I, I'm in a kind of a good place with this. I've put it down as kind of an intro just because of the way that it starts. It's so hot. It's, yeah. yeah, it's the ding. Ding. But you know, it's not. We've said with introduces, I like them to be beefy and to get there fast, and it doesn't get there fast. But the the opener for the few seconds. What it builds to, though. What it builds to, yeah. So it's maybe like an like if you saw it in a waveform, it'd be like a kind of a slow build. But when it hits, it's that first bump. But yeah, ba-dum. and I like my introduce to be the immediate waveform, really. But I think mm. that the the it the, does start with a big note, though. It does, and that's so significant. So the reason why it gets kind of an introduce here is because you'll you will rush the bartender or you'd even consider leaving the bar if you've been in a queue for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and go back to that dance floor. Yeah. Or if you are strategic, you might like wait for Nelly to come on. Don't get a drink because you know half of the people are going to leave the bar and then you can get served quicker. Mm. Yeah, know. true. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I like the flow. I, I like the significance put on the rhyming words, especially in the first verse. I mean, the, the first line ends with the word bodacious, which you have to give him credit for, <laughs> which he rhymes with faces. But then after he has that first rhyming couplet he has leaving believing heathens season feeding deceiving teasing but every word's kind of like oh leaving deceiving so there's significance put in the right places that that beat that that chuck brown sample it does make the clothes peel off doesn't it it's just yeah, it's yeah. got like a real pump it's got like a marvin gayness to it the same sort of thing where it's just like a, a nice slow smooth jam that does just have the desired effect. It's a, it's a really inspired yeah. bit of sampling. That. It's kind of cool and not perverted. No, even really though it should be really perverted because well, of the the nature of what you'd think. You know, if you said to somebody, "What do you think?" Like, if you said to me before this, "What do you think of Nelly Houghton here?" Is like, mm, it's probably a bit dirty, isn't it? And actually, it's not that bad when you yeah. go through it lyric by lyric. You know, and even even his verses aren't too bad. No, I, I get think nervous with stuff like this. No, imagine how easily this could have been blurred lines. You know what I mean? Similar kind of beat, and and again, that's the Marvin Gaye thing. I've I've got to give it up. That's the 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 track that was found to have been stolen. Don't even like the sample of blurred lines. It's the there's a certain point on a drum kit where I get a bit bored quickly, Mm. and I get bored with drum lines before or with blurred lines before it's even started. Mm. Um, Yeah, this could have so easily been that, but actually, it's it's as you say, very consensual, very mm -hmm. above board, very appropriate. Yeah, the call and response is brilliant. Now, I was in a. A, a bar recently in York and Justin Timberlake Senorita came on which has that oh. same thing and we don't cover it on the show it wasn't the top 10 oh no it's one of the latest singles from Justified so it's like the album's already been like mm-hmm. out, out for a long time so we don't get Senorita but we do get we do get a lot of other Justin stuff before that but yeah the call and response thing it's great again like the, if this song didn't already tick enough boxes it has the call and response thing which goes down a treat in a bar or a club doesn't it because you've got yeah. like the half the room singing one thing, half singing another. If you like me and you just enjoy singing generally, you do them both bits. I am getting so high, I'm gonna take my clothes off. Yeah, it's the best thing Nelly's done so far. So, is, is, so this, far. Is, is this peak Nelly? Is this as good as it gets? Oh, well, so Dilemma, well, I well, do well, like. Well, oh, we'll, we'll I'm see. nervous about Dilemma as well in case it's like not. Mm. As I, good. I, I want to put. I'm not going to put money on, but I'll say now. I think it will be as good as. I remember. I, I, I really hope so. Okay. It'll be soon. As much as it's the best thing that he's done, he still can't resist chicken in uh, some of his usual uh, trademarks. You can tick them off. Get your bingo card out. Bottles, models, sports car, Gucci. That's all in the same verse. However, it does feel a lot more accomplished and complete. Like this, to me, feels that like we're finally getting the Nelly that. I think you wanted mm. us to have like it's finally delivering on the yeah. promise sort of thing everything so far at this point has kind of been like close but not 
quite there. Yeah. This to me feels a lot better. And um, and he, he made a lot of money off it. He, he did get hit with a big tax bill five years ago. Oh. <laughs> um, so he responded because he got an IRS bill in 2016 uh, for $2.4 million. Oh, gosh. And um, he responded by throwing an online streaming party hashtag hot in here streaming party to help out with the tax bill um but the royalties for streaming services are in the 0.006 dollars range so we're not even talking one penny per stream we're talking no. like a 600th of a penny um which meant it would, it would have taken 400 million streams to raise his debt um, which of course he didn't do but i'm sure people help happily helped him with his quests though because it's one of them tracks that you can put on repeat i think it's yeah it's good it's good for all occasions it's good for the summer now it's good to warm you up in the winter it's nice just to have on the radio generally and uh and yeah but and and, and for, for nelly he's always kind of like very associated with where he's from he's seen as a big part of the st louis kind of like movement thing he was like a bit of a pioneer in terms of music coming out of that area and the extra r in here her here her, her here, here. You sound like you're from Somerset. Yeah. <laughs> Hot in here. Open the barn doors. That's just their kind of like, that's how they would say it in their accent. So it's it's translated into the song. Other yeah. songs that had an extra R, of course, Dirty. Dirty. Christina Aguilera. And uh, one from Chingy, who's also from St. Louis. Right there. I like the way you do that right there. Right there. There you go. We like extra R's and stuff. Mm-hmm. We like. Uh, I, I was trying to find like a list of other songs that have got the words spelt wrong, and I think there's some we'll get to in the future, so we'll we'll come back to that. Dirty McGirty. Mm. <laughs> so this is not an advert for deodorant. I'm making that joke before Scott does. I'm sure it was was Indian. It wasn't, no. 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 Surprising. Uh, this is a number seven for Mystique. Yet another single from Lickin' on Both Sides. It's remarkable how much success that record's had. Again, considering how this started off, you know, they, they did the R&B thing. It didn't really work. So when Garage instead, and then they never looked back from there. Now they kind of go back towards the R&B things because, yeah. you know what, they, 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 they're they allowed to have that. They've had enough success in Garage. Mm-hmm. I think they're allowed to experiment and do some different things. This is Mystique and Roll On. And roll on. love the American processing on this. I do mm. like the fact that they've got an R&B. I think up to this point, though, they did, the UKG thing did feel real. Yeah. Uh, whereas this one doesn't feel as real mm. up until it breaks down. Yes. And then it breaks, it breaks down. down. I'm like, there's mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I love the, I kind of do love the Americanized side of it, but is it a bit contrived? I'm a bit kind mm. of confused. I don't feel like this comes to life until the breakdown happens, though. Red, white and blue, all black. Um, and the breakdown, I think it's like a really interesting kind of way to position yeah we're black we're from britain and america doing a roll on bitches so yeah they're uh, i don't really remember it that much no. for a number seven i'm surprised that i don't really remember it and then when i watched the video it was a bit confusing because i'm like right so this was a double a side when it was released yeah but i can't find the full version of roll on and i can't find the full version of this is how we do it where they just all merged into one weird track with the breakdown in the middle separating them out so roll on is on the album 
Okay. And then This Is How We Do It was on the Ali G soundtrack. Right. And then when it was released, like the video, they are smushed together and it's mixed differently. But right. so, as with all, as with all, all, of, all of Mystique's stuff so far, it's all very confusing. There's some things that are on Spotify, some things that are. Like there's some tracks where the the mix, that, you know, the single mix that we got here isn't the one that's on Spotify because mm-hmm. they've not been released in all, uh, you know, places. So yeah, Mystique's a bit of a, we'd like someone to just take the reins and go, here's everything. Because that could yeah. be, isn't a thing that exists, but so yeah, you're not you're not going to find this is how we do it on Spotify. But yeah, the the, the video on on YouTube is the two things uh, smushed together. Uh, it it does come alive when it goes and it breaks down and, and transitions into this is how we do it. There is there is a very distinct American feel this with you know with the UK tinge. I'd say it's not much more than a tinge in this one really. But you look at this and you see the American video, the way it's all kind of you know the way it's shot and the way the, where they are, muscle cars, yeah. the way they're in the kind of like the the outfits that they're in. And you'd think this is an American girl band, wouldn't you? Like a three LW I think this of. is a great introduction to UK R and B. Yeah. I think that they to America I think this is a really good first impression to make. I'm assuming UKG, do we ever have we ever discussed this? Was UKG just non existent in America, really? Is it, is it really a British thing? I think they got Daniel Bedingfield got to get through this. Okay, which again, yeah, okay, yeah. it's a bit... But, you could confuse it with Breakbeat. Yeah, um, but otherwise not really. All right, thing. okay. Well, I think this is a great... Yeah, well, I think this is a good introduction then, the fact that it has an Americanized start, and then what we do is we get um, a bit of a UKG breakdown. Yeah. Um, and we, we have, you know, we've seen breakdowns with J-Lo, we've seen breakdowns with, like, Christina Milian on former singles and things too, so I think it's good to see the way that we do it and yeah it's a bit of a, a bit of an introduction but yeah i think they look great they sound great i don't remember any of the lyrics at this mm. point so nothing stuck in my head which isn't um a great message but yeah 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 it's fine uh comments are interesting because everyone makes note of the fact that and it's the thing we've spoken about a lot when with mystique sue elise she sings like she's got oh. she's got a section where it's just her singing like it's a small section but mm-hmm. like we've not heard her as part of like a, a, a solo section she's always been part of the like the the harmonies and stuff, mm-hmm. and and a lot of the conversation is people going, yeah, like she's she sings in all the songs. She's just part of the ensemble, you know. Aye. She's just a, she's a, she's a lower tone, and the bit that we do hear her doing here is a lower tone, and you get to hear it like finally, and you go like, oh, nice, mm. good good to know. Yeah, but I think a lot of people in in this video particularly kind of are keen to hasten and say, look. She she deserves a lot more credit than she gets, and and we probably have not given the credit she deserves. I don't think we have because no. you don't. You don't hear it because it's it's just one of those bass notes, isn't it? It's a bass yeah. it's a bass guitar of this of this of, of this ensemble of voices that you don't pick out because you only pick it out if it's you know bad. Yeah. But if it, if it's good, then you don't hear it. That's good news. It is good uh, news. It's, yeah. it's good news in a really awful way. But yeah, I think that I would love to. I can't believe they're they, they're pretty short lived. I would love to have heard more from them and seen what what and where they could have gone because you know I think in the early stages of Little Mix. Little Mix didn't get the attention, and now that whenever One Direction stopped, Little Mix started getting the attention, and it mm. took One Direction to fizzle out before they really got all of the collaborations, the, mm. the 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 seriousness and stuff. And I think that like Mystique and Little Mix in the early days, Little Mix could have stopped in a similar way to Mystique, but people yeah. invested, and I wish that Mystique had have got that investment. And yeah, and I know that it's like uh, Alicia got singles and TV and things too, but. Mm. Um, as a three, I think they were really powerful. Yes, and the next time we hear from them, so 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 scared. Yes, bam bam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got to look forward to uh, next year, two thousand and three.
Right, let's start a new week. This is the 30th of June, 2002. Uh, in this week, you had uh, Brazil beating Germany in the World Cup, which England are, you know, long gone out of, but yep. uh, well done to Brazil. Uh, Coldplay headlined the Pyramid Stage at Glastonbury. That's Did quite they? impressive. That's quite early on in their... They were on the Friday, but to, to headline the Pyramid Stage at Glastonbury, mm-hmm. like only a couple of years into your career... Yeah. It's pretty impressive. So I think we've got new Coldplay music around the corner at some point soon. Ooh. And uh, this will be of interest to you, possibly, Scott. Um, Hollyoaks set a new world record this week. Do you know what it was for? And when's this? I'm, there's a small chance I wa- watched it back in 2002. Uh, the most most talked about storyline? It was the longest on-screen kiss. Oh, really? Want to guess how long it was? Um, no. Oh, well, yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me think about those kind of disgusting things. 14 seconds? Mm-mm. Longer than that? Mm-hmm. 60 seconds? Mm-mm. Longer. Longer than that? Longer. Who can tash on for more than 60 seconds without like needing to recharge? Um, Keep going. Two and a half minutes? Longer. Longer than that? Six minutes? No, not as long. Three minutes, 15 seconds. Who was this? Uh... I don't know. I don't know who they were, but Hollyoaks. Right. Okay. I didn't. I love the calendar back then. Yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. always have the Hollyoaks calendar. But three minutes fifteen. Like, how did they not like suffocate? The, we, I don't want to watch Hollyoaks, but I do feel like well, because people can breathe on snog, Liam. I know, but um, like, it's just it's a lot of time doing the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. I, I wonder how you how you make that three minutes and fifteen watchable. Like, what actually? Yeah. Did is they, it what did goes they edit, on like a scene? taken film where it's all kind of quick cuts, or was it just like a long? Yeah. One shot of just interesting. Back. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's that's news. It's not a record. I think it's been broken. So um, it's probably because it wasn't actually that watchable. Even though you think yeah. watching somebody kissing, I don't want to see anybody kissing. It's not a high school disco all over again. You know, <laughs> it's all about the action. All about the mm. Aye. anyway. Um, so number three this week because uh, Elvis still number one, Oasis still number two. Uh, number three is new from The Calling, a new name for us. Uh, it's a hello goodbye. They they are in the UK top ten. They do have more success here in the UK though than they did in America, All despite right. being an American band. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the uh, longest, sorry, the second longest running number one on the adult top forty in America. Twenty three weeks at number one over there, so it's quite a big deal. Uh, it's the calling, and it's called wherever you will go. This is the debut single from the debut album Camino Pomero. This is so sing-alongable, isn't it? Really, very sing-alongable chorus. Uh, I remember when I was younger, whenever I heard the song and then saw the video, the guy in the video didn't match the voice. I remember being pretty shocked. Plus, I thought the young guy looked like Aaron Carter. Yeah, um, I was going to say Backstreet Boys. Yeah, yeah mm. um, it just didn't. It's not what I expected. I think I was expecting maybe a bit more of a Chad Kroger. Than yeah. an Aaron Carter. Yeah. Well, I sent um, you a video. Didn't I? There was there was a sketch on Mad TV back in the day, which was like them taking the piss out of the calling by bringing in like Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam, and then like uh, the guy from Creed, and then Ray Charles comes in as like we've all stolen each other's voice kind of thing. Yeah. Alex Band, who's the the singer of the calling, he does not look like somebody who. Well, he does look like the first line where he goes so lately. But then the second line, brum, 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 doesn't sound like that. Doesn't look like that, does he? No. Um, that was who am I thinking of? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Once there was a boy. <laughs> Who, do you remember that one? Uh, uh, I can't remember what it was called. I think the song might have been called Um. Uh, but yeah, the, he has that kind of a vibe. People will know who they'll. Anybody older yeah, than you will know what that track is. Um, it was quite funny, but there's definitely like a country vibe to the the tang in his vocals. Mm. Um, but that's going to annoy me now that mm, yeah, it's like a really weird song. Uh, I loved it when I was a kid because of the voice. But yeah, maybe <laughs> I, I can now see based on that voice, based on the song that I'm on about, I can see why people connect with the calling, even young people, because there's like there's the bends and the inflections in his voice mm. that work. Weirdly enough, it's actually about him having seen an old man at the funeral of his wife of 50 years and the whole thing was lyrically inspired by well what do you do after 50 years when you have this massive change in your life and it's not actually that good of a change mm. um, so that's where it comes from really and um, it's not and it's not as some of interpret without without reading more it's not a love song it's like a it's not that at all is it? it's not like a no it sounds like that and it's I think that there, there is an element of you can adjust it to your own circumstances or you paint the picture in your head until mm. you see the music video yeah, and which, then it paints a specific story in your yeah, head yeah but we get there yeah <sighs> I, I feel like this should be a massive response are you not in it it's the kind of earworm that makes one perform surgery on yourself oh great nice like I want to I want to like shotgun my own ears off to okay, um, right. Is that like a, is that a society thing these days about this track that I, I don't know about? Yeah, I cool think kids? I think there is a bit of a negative backlash against it, and partly it's the vocals, partly it's the lyrics, which are a bit strange, like just structurally and some of the things he comes out with. I mean, the 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 the, the first bit, the so lately been wondering sort of, and that's kind of sets the tone of like it's an unnecessarily wordy song in some ways, like it's unnecessarily complex. I think. Yeah. Does it pass I'd, the creepy test? I think for his tone of voice alone, yes. If but I could, then I would let go wherever you will go. Oh, yeah. Big time. Way up high. Yeah. Down low. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there's yeah. a... Uh, is it rom- so it could be a love song. Mm. Mm. The best I can say is that he is distinctive, but it's he not in a way I enjoy. No, I can see how it's definitely a, a love hit. Could you give it to Nickelback and it would be better? It would, it would make more sense. Yeah. I think they and and if they could make it a bit heavier too. Whereas this is that weird kind of like it's almost like plain white tees here, 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 there, there, Delilah. It's oh, that yeah, same oh sort no. of like you know acoustic singer songwriter sort of thing. This is a bit heavier than that, but I, I put these two very closely together. And actually, there's even bits of instrumental that sound very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the plain white tees kind of like the, the, there's when we get to that sort of 2006 2007 time. There's a whole bunch of bands who do this kind of thing, like Huber Stank and all that kind of stupid shit. What's the one? Um, the Fray. How to save a life. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a whole movement of these kind of like sad songs with a bit of edge to them and like weird voices. They've all yeah. got weird voices. I don't know if they felt compelled to make it like that, just to make it stand out from the rest of the singer-songwriter crowd or whether they just you know just can't sing. So the American version of Oasis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe this is their response to our Britpop movement. This is their like <laughs> yeah. American shit-pop movement. Shit-pop, yeah. Video-wise, uh, you've got a girl getting a Jake tattoo. You've got Aaron <laughs> narrating the thingy. Um, his name's not really Aaron, is it? Is his name Aaron in real life? Uh, the songwriter's called Aaron, yeah. That's so the, creepy. The, the lead singer's called Alex. Right, Alex. So it's narrated by Alex, in theory, who I'm saying, Aaron Carter narrates a song <laughs> about being cheated on by Ashton Kutcher and then ending <laughs> yeah. up with a fake Kelly Jones. Yeah. So that's kind of... So the girl gets a tattoo that says Jake. She then goes home from having the tattoo and getting the tattoo and finds him in bed with somebody else. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just like the... It's the story of that, and then she ends up with a big flyer tattoo mm. instead. And uh, yeah, the the new boyfriend who she actually eyed up in the first, uh, pretty much the first scene 
uh, in the tattoo shop. So, mm. yeah, uh, I think this could be a winner for so many people. Yeah, I'm but I sure think it will I think be. you really talked me out of it now. If a great wish Record deal here, please. Plop. So last week it was Scooter, who were, you know, Clubland. Super duper. Super duper Scooter. Uh, it was a Clubland legend scene. Kelly Lorena, I think after, well, like, you know, Ke- Kelly goes way back and she did have success with things like Entrance. Yes. But now she, you know, with her own name on the song, just her name, she gets the top 10 hit that she deserves, having had such a great bit of service for this genre that was, you know, until this point, niche. Now it's still niche, but at least it's getting like the top 10 recognition. Yeah. We, we love to see it. This is her cover of Taylor Dane. It's called Tell It To My Heart. Tell it to my heart. Whenever people cover 80s songs, it makes you go back and love the 80s songs, but actually you love the more recent versions. Mm. I love Taylor Dane. I like this better. Yeah. So Kelly's yeah, pretty yeah. much the queen of Clubland yeah. at this point. We have had True Love Never Dies with Flip and Phil, haven't we? Yeah, that was a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. so we've had that. We don't, obviously, she is famous for Set You Free um, mm-hmm. from 1995, I think, Set You Free. Entrance Set You Free might have been 1995. Time, yeah. I think vocally she's brilliant. I think lyrically it's great, so hats off to Taylor. And I think that this, as a vibe, so we've talked Clubland 140 just being like a a big deal. I'm loving 140. But this all points towards the bridge where she really ramps up the go. That on a night out, especially in Northern Ireland, just like little Raji Central, class crack like just yeah. such a brilliant moment on a dance floor well, um, a better s- moment than Nelly Houghton here <sighs> mm. yeah have you seen there's a, a, a video went around years ago and it's, it's a it's I think it's like a it's like a night at a, a sort of really shit looking club in the northwest called Bounce by the Ounce <laughs> no. have you seen it no 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 I'll show you after this so it's this it's this kind of like promotional video for this night called I think it's in Preston or somewhere it's, it's like Lancashire possibly but it's um it's just like a kind of montage three four minutes of people out clubbing and they're all on drugs and stuff and the music's kind of like really hard like clubland stuff they're all kind of gurning pull their faces to the camera they all look quite you know not to judge but they all look quite chavvy and you know that kind of thing but it's like the most amazing video because you see some amazing people and they're just losing their shit and this song like sort of i'd like to think it's the same sort of vibe of people mm-hmm. just in a club losing their shit oh, you know right. drunk whatever you like but just it's the weekend and it's time to just let loose no judgment and the one thing about the video is that whenever i watch it i, I love it and it's so funny but I, I feel bad for like you know laughing at it I, 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 i'm not I'm, I'm certainly not judging it for any of the people in there it's nice to just see people let loose I'd, I'd hate to think that i was ever kind of like looking down my nose at it and definitely not and it's almost a shame that it's been filmed I, I think those nights don't need to be filmed i guess it was a promotional video for this event thing yeah. but I'd like to think people can just go to these things and just let loose and not nobody needs to see what yeah. goes on. It almost feels a bit vo- like voyeuristic watching someone do that, especially when it's quite a 
you know, potentially their own, you know, illicit substances, which maybe their boss wouldn't be too pleased if they were seen on yeah. a, a video like that. But um, yeah, this takes me back to that. And I think, uh, yeah, I think people could be in a club and this whole clubland movement, which has been a thing for a long time to this point, but now is starting to like really make a, a splash in the charts. Um, this must have been like glory days for certain people to have this now seen that they've followed for so long or, or, or maybe actually as it became mainstream was there a, was there a, a, like a weird snobbiness within clubland that formed or was it one of those genres that was just like open to everyone um, there was, like, what, there was, was battles was, between each other to be fair was like clubland diehards who were like seeing these new people coming and going like well we were here first like because there isn't some genres I but, think there's actually clubland diehard albums and clubland extremes and stuff so it started mm-hmm. to, it did start to get separated out but I think you were limited for record labels so this one I think she got signed to AATW which is all around the world yeah. who are the ones that still manage a clubland TV channel mm. so I think it's Steve uh, I think his name's Steve but um, I think they might have been black they might be all in Blackpool mm. but yeah so there was yeah there was a lot of stuff come through but I think this was very much Northwestern yeah so this was all very Manchester Liverpool mm. um, so we just have this whole this whole thing happening that just spread really quickly but I love the fact that people stuck so at this point people stuck money into it and we started getting Clubland albums so mm. my exposure to this was having to buy a Clubland album because it just didn't get played yeah. on national radio stations as frequently as something else would have done but we would hear it on the Northern Irish radio stations or the, or the the community stations that just happened to make it to my local area. But our DJs, like on in, in clubs, our DJs played this, like not in something posh like Lush, which was like <laughs> very much a dance music venue. Yeah. But like hotels, a lot of the time had nightclubs in the hotels. The hotels played this at the end of the night. This is where you ramped up towards us and everybody yes. lost it and then went and got some chips, you know. Yeah, I, great I love this era. Yeah, for me, this is the definitive version. I do love Taylor Dane, but like, you know, when I listened to Taylor Dane, I was like, no, this isn't the one, this isn't the one that my brain's associated. Like, I could have happily gone my entire life. I I, I did know Taylor Dane was the original, but I could have happily gone my entire life thinking that this was just the one. Yeah. And I think I did for a long time. <laughs> Only hearing a slow version, I was kind of like, oh. Taylor Dane's is brilliant. Like, the, the 80, is brilliant. 80 quality of it and yeah. the, the production, of, it's, you know, the it's the weekend yeah. Sound. It's the synth pads, isn't it? That's yeah. that, that's that, that's what holds that song together. It's those synth synth hits. Yeah, where this one, there's so many elements. This Kelly pulls it up. The the Taylor Dane samples great. They you know there's so much all rolled into this. And you know I think if you if you're pretty anti clubland, right, just sneak sneakily put this on and just mm. dance to it, and then see what happens to you whenever you like get the go boom mm. and just lose it. Like just let go. Don't be uptight. Just burn it out a wee bit. You know, yeah. have some fun with it. Right, we've got some winners to pick as I pick the uh, snot out my nose because I'm just dribbling like a tap here. So uh, we've got some choices to make. I still don't know what I'm going to do yet. I think I know what I'm going to put in my pot and stuff, but mm. I don't know what's going to actually go in my order. Uh, so I'm going to throw at you first, Scott. Do you know where you are? Um, I'm a bit disappointed, actually. Um, because So what have we done? Two, four, we've done six, six, really. Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know. I feel mm, we've had weird conversations, right? What? What? A, so, mistake. I do find a bit forgettable. Mm. Um, love what they've done, though. But yeah, fourth track off the album, Defo. Um, I don't think they should have touched. This is how we do it because there's way too much soul vocally in Montel Jordan for anybody to try cover that. Yeah. Um. So I, I think I'm scrapping mistake. I'm, I'm I'm torn about what to do about the calling and Oasis. I feel like I'm scrapping the calling. I feel like because I connect with Oasis a little bit and I want them to be in the pot, but I don't have that attachment to it. I could go for three or I could go for four. 
Mm. Um, what do you think I should do? I, I, I couldn't possibly say. Because <sighs> I don't think you're going to get four. No. Tell it to your heart. So. <laughs> go, as, go with you. Right. Okay. I'm going to put Oasis in. Okay. Because. Unless, hold on a second. What, 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 <laughs> if, we, if we do the vote and we were three, if we were both three, which one would you pick to go into the vote as the fourth one? Yeah, Oasis. Right, okay. Um, I'm going to put in Oasis, Stop Crying Your Heart Out, as my fourth. Say what you need. Be on your way and stop crying your heart out. I'm going to then go for Kelly Lorena, Tell It To My Heart, as a number three. Tell it to my heart. I think usually would be higher but we've had interesting conversations my number two I'm going to put Christina Milian when you look at me tell me who do you think you see you're standing in your corner looking up on me you think I'm so predictable and my winner this week is going to be Nelly Hot and Hure Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad you've done that. Okay, so where are you at? Um, are you a fixed three? Yeah, I'm a fixed three. There's no no problems with Oasis, there's no problems with the calling, and Mystique, I'm kind of like... I look forward to the next one, but we've got so much out of this album cycle that I don't feel bad leaving this one out, because, yeah. you know, it's, it's well documented how good they've been in this era. Uh, so, yeah, my three... And it's a shame any of the week probably this could have been a winner, uh, Kelly Lorena. Yeah. Yeah. Tell it to my heart. Tell me I'm the only one. Really I'm glad that you've gone with Nelly as your winner, because I would like to give it a platform, but I'm not going to for obvious reasons. So my second is Hot and Hero. My number one uh, is Christina Milian. When you look at me. Class, class, class. Yeah. Yep. When you said hot in here, it picked, it brought me straight to. Is it the internship where Vince Vaughn and your dude? Mm, I can't remember his name. Go to Google anyway. Yeah. But there's a bit in it where one of the arrogant interns who's young uh, says hot in here but he says it actually like it's from Somerset and I don't know if it's on purpose. Hot in here. Hot in here. Um, so he does say that. But okay. Yeah good I think. So this is um, an intro. So this is going to help the World Cup. Yeah. It's yeah, weird because yeah. is, is Nelly one of the oh, I don't know I feel like I'm in a weird camp now. Is Nelly one of the best things going here? Really? Yeah. Maybe I've underanalyzed it and actually maybe I could have said more or done more about it. Mm. Mm. We'll mm. see. So, Scott, you've okay. got the choice of Kylie, can't get you out of my head, and Nelly, hot in here. Here's a drone. This could be a mistake. <laughs> this could be, I, I could be about to make a mistake here mm. because, you know, I think Nelly's gone down in some sort of like mental history here. And yeah, I only got to number four, but he seems to have had like some massive global knocking effect. One. Yeah, and I think the mistake is the fact that maybe I haven't analysed it as well as I should have done, and maybe we could have sat and talked about it for twice as long as we actually did. Kylie stays on. Mm. That could be the mistake here. 
Right. Okay. But Kylie oh. stays on. I put more effort into Kylie. I've got a bigger opinion into Kylie. But I do have, I still have the emotional attachments to Nelly that I do Kylie, but I was sober with Kylie, so I can't remember. <laughs> Ooh. You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let, let me blow my nose quickly. Hang on. Yeah, we've got a. Um, sunny, sunny, sunny. Wow. I moved in closer just for you. There is a thing over the mic, and I'm, it's in a tissue. So. Mm hmm. And it's not COVID. I don't Your know. tissue sounds so cheap and sore, mate. Oh, horrible. Where'd I get these from? Uh, the toilets, BBC Newcastle. All right, okay, yeah, well. No expense know. spared. Nah, no cashel in there. Nah. Uh, right, okay, well, I, I like that very much. I like that Nelly got the platform. I, I'm, intra- I'm I'm very curious to see. I, I wonder if I had done a bit more prep, whether you'd actually have, uh, might have scooted across. I feel like I would need to listen to it loads more as well, so I might actually chuck it on in the car whenever mm. I'm driving back home just to kind of get that vibe it's a good it. car song a lot of shoulder action yeah I mm-hmm. I feel like busters yeah I say yeah it's one that I'm glad that I've got back in my life um, as well but it's not a winner for me because Christina is okay but what am I going to do here oh I don't know right so here is your drone go for it I think I am all about enjoyment. I think you're more about cultural impact. So if it was you making this choice, I'm sure you'd very easily, very quickly say, "Sugar babes, are you toying with us now today?" No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just stating my case. You just okay. play, play along. Mm-hmm. You, you, you would go, "Sugar babes, if this was your choice, wouldn't you?" Because you're. You're bigger on like we, we, yeah. we've spoken about the fact that we, we we've watched that video. It was you know there's been enough reason to dissect Sugar Babes Freak Like Me because it is so significant because it does start a new movement of yeah. mashups because it does you know lead in towards Xenomania because it does uh, have a grungy sound that reinvented the Sugar Babes mm-hmm. and brought them from the the pits of hell. Yeah, Christina Milian, she's she's kind of still vet, relatively new in her career. She's still not a massive star and never really becomes a massive star although she's still you know in in some ways she has been in many ways she's a lot of unfulfilled potential but that's not her fault i don't think i think she brings so much into this that i think it's society's fault that this this wasn't bigger i don't think i think i think she does everything really 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 spot on with this i love the different looks of this i feel like she's brought a lot of her own personality into this i love how inventive this song is i love how just completely out there and wacky it is uh, maybe inadvertently maybe they all thought that that second verse was actually really like uh thought-provoking kind of like a panorama documentary kind of going like mm, yeah. yeah but it hasn't kind of transpired that way but i still love it and if we're talking about what i'm listening to more right now it's not sugar babes and I don't know if I'm bored of Sugar Babes or what. Mm. I know that's not how this works, but for me it sort of is. If I'm not enjoying it now, as I, as I was before, have I kind of burned Sugar Babes out? Have you listened to Christina more than the Sugar Babes? Oh, yeah. <gasps> wow. And for that reason... No! <sighs> you do you. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, if you thought you were going to regret, you know, not, not picking Nelly... I think I would regret not picking Christina. Are you changing? Look at your face. Because I'm not all about social impact. I'm not all about cultural impact. Because I am purely on what song I think is the best. And Freak Like Me is brilliant. But I'm changing. 
Are you really? Yeah. Shit. Sorry. Yeah. Jeekers. <laughs> Jeekers. <laughs> right. I did not see... I, I, I did not see this coming at all. Some songs just are... are, are you know, like just need the platform and there's been there's been so many songs that I've turned away that I've 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 lived to regret I can't believe we're at it and, and, I, and, and, and I think this is me fully embracing the fact that there will not be a definitive winner for me until the end of the, the 10 years you're gonna need a gold ticket to be able to go back yeah and to, I, we spent so long getting over the All Saints next thing mm. that I can't believe we're in a Christina Milian like, thank God, you know, I think when we started this, we said we have to find and figure out what is the best pop song for society, whereas now we're, we're ever so slightly leaning towards our own personal opinions, aren't we? I, well, you know, I, I think we've, 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 we've both always treated it differently. Yeah. Okay. Um, hang on. Let me just do... I haven't, I've never done this before. Let me do something really quickly. Just... He's on his phone. Yeah, I'm on my phone. Know. If I can get a signal here. Right, I'm just having a quick listen... I'm genuinely having a quick listen just to remind myself of why I like this so much. And I may need to renege on my decision. Where do you need to lay it? What you got? Mm. What you know? So they're both grungy tracks, but which kind of grungy do I like better? Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you're going with the grunge, aren't you? Mm. Oh. Should we do a cliffhanger? Should we just stop the podcast now and go, we'll let you know in September? No, I can't do Because that. I need to know the answer. Yeah. I'll be having seizures all over the place and already had one and ruined a bag of chips a few weeks ago. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I've made me bed. I lie in it. No, it's fine. I've made me bed. Christina Milian, yeah, when you look at me, yeah, your current yeah, yeah. series winner. And people have got a few weeks to, to send hate mail and stuff. Okay, so. cool. Right, jeekers. Okay. I've been to Ireland. I keep saying jeekers. Right, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there was a show on um, kids TV called Jakers. Did you ever see that? No. It was it was like um it was a couple of like it was Irish cartoon like these um CGI pigs mm. and it, it was all, at the point of view of like a, it was like an old granddad pig talking to his little bit like you know grandchildren pigs about like stories from his childhood and it was that like sounds like to, a more relatable Peppa Pig but again like if if, if if they were shocked by anything they would go Jakers Jakers great mm-hmm. yes love that show I love on, it sounds had good on, had it on VHS probably okay uh well that was confusing and um. And and probably I've made the totally wrong call, but you know what? Life is all about mistakes and how you uh, build on them, mm-hmm. and uh, and how you reflect, and uh, and how you reflect. If you think I've done the most uh, ab- absurd thing ever, then please tell me in no uncertain terms. <laughs> I like to be told where I'm right and wrong. I would it's love a resurgence for Christina because of this. Well, that's kind you of know what, what I'm mean? thinking. Yeah. Like you know, I think like we've still got more sugar babes to come. Like round round comes soon, yeah. Which is maybe in some ways cooler than the rain. Which is the weird one. All of yeah, it's all like yeah. different components that changes six times. Okay, right. Okay, cool. Right. So listeners' choice. Yeah, listeners' choice. So you've put in four. We'll go with those four. We'll go Nelly. We'll go Kelly. We'll go Christina, and we'll go Oasis. Head across to our Twitter page, TNN Pod, and uh, and vote on uh well tomorrow's saturday you got till monday uh, and yeah it's the last one for a little while we're going to come back in a few weeks time feel it all refreshed uh maybe i'll come back and say you know what i made a big mistake i wasn't thinking straight <laughs> but no i can't i can't we've never done that before so we won't do that again um, we are quite pearly as well so you can get us at tnn pod on facebook instagram and twitter and hello at tnnpod.co.uk with your emails and your voice notes so we're taking a little break but when we get back in september we are really being treated gareth gates and brian adams are really great 
reasons to look forward to that. But there is stuff to get excited about. You've got Ashanti, The Prodigy, Jennifer mm. Lopez, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And yeah, we'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye.